Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Hidden Voice Podcast. The conversation that you are about to hear is between me and my good friend, Cora Darlington. On today's episode, we are discussing envy and how that can show up in within friendships, within the workspace. And Envy, when left unchecked and unexplored, can really begin to eat away at us from the inside. However, if we go into envy and we explore what envy is showing us, we can reveal something about ourselves that we perhaps did not know. Perhaps our envy is pointing towards something or an essence of an experience or a feeling that we really want for ourselves and perhaps don't believe that we are worthy of or that we can actually have. So today's conversation is deeply illuminating and I really want to speak to the importance of having that complete transparency and honesty within friendships. Because when we can say to one another, hey, that thing that you're doing over there, you know, I'm feeling a little bit envious right now. You know, we really open up space to begin to explore, you know, what it is that's coming up within ourselves and to share that with the people that are within our lives. And in my experience, that is true intimacy. So before we get into the episode with Cora, we're just going to hear a brief snippet of a conversation between myself and Danielle and just speaking to envy and just how that can present ourselves and how we can begin to transmute and move through those uncomfortable feelings. So I really hope that you enjoy today's episode, that you take some pieces of insight and perhaps some nudge or beginning of an understanding of the direction that you might like to begin looking at within yourself. The negative characteristics connected with Pluto, defensiveness, jealousy, envy, spitefulness, manipulation, possessiveness, suspicion, compulsion. And these manifest as, as anyone resists their evolutionary growth needs, these manifest. They psychologically manifest because we're emotionally insecure, right? Our emotional security is threatened at the deepest level. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about the conversation then that I had about envy with Cora and we were talking about envy and we were sort of saying that if you resist your envy then it kind of eats you up from the inside and um, it can become quite um all consuming and quite destructive whereas um, if you kind of see that you are going to experience envy because you're a human and we have all these traits within us mm-hmm. then you can then go that one layer deeper look into your shadow and see right where am I where am I denying myself the transformation or the evolution or what is that envy showing me? So I think that's such a great way of kind of like sort of saying is like unless you, like you said, like actually integrate internally, bring in the shadow. Mm-hmm. So again, it's all very well and good knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And until you actually bring it within, then you can't have the other side. You can't have the light. You can't have the summer because we all want the light. We all want that, but we're we're told to resist you know, if you feel uh-huh. envious, like, oh, you should feel bad about that. You should feel shameful. If you feel envy, you're a bad person. So then it's just like, it's like a perpetual cycle, right? 
So how, like, you know, in terms of like the chart and obviously everyone's chart is going to be so different in terms of where Pluto is and obviously there's other things at play. So, you know, are there any point, are there any kind of like, I guess, general point or like bits of sort of like, I guess, like start here, look here. Uh What would you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we are working with the shadow, so if I've got clients coming in and we're doing some deep transformational work and we start to look into the shadow, Okay, so it's the parts of us that are being tucked into the corner and we don't want to see them, like the envy, like the jealousy. If, like you said, we're able to shine a light on those parts, alchemize them, ultimately transmute them, bring them up to the surface, they can be transmuted for personal growth. It's through the envy that we go, oh, actually, I didn't realize that that's exactly what I wanted. That thing over there, envy's just pointed in the directions and you really want that. So that that's really yeah, important yeah. information. It's like the, sometimes it's the essence of something, isn't it? It's not always like a thing. Uh-huh. It's like the essence of uh-huh. something that you think that somebody has that uh-huh. that you can't have or that you're missing. And but I just yeah, it's just I think this is it, isn't it? When we start to see that it's just information, it's just feedback and really important feedback, and then we can do the the next step. Yeah, but it, it, you're right. It's with this awareness that we then have conscious choice. We're able to make choices. From, from being able to shine a light on this awareness of actually, let's stop ignoring that thing because it's seeping out anyway, right? There is no light without dark and vice versa. It's going to seep out somewhere. It doesn't matter how much you try and push it down. So when we shine a light in this area, we're able to then make conscious the unconscious and move forward with that information. So we are in conversation with my amazing, beautiful friend, Cora Darlington. She is a life architect, burnout specialist, and is somebody who 100% walks the talk. So today on the episode, we are going to be talking about envy. And I'm going to ask Cora to share her own personal experiences. And we we were just having conversation now about how Envy can be incredibly informative. So before I kind of start to kind of go off on a tangent, Cora, welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Well, I'm trying not to be too giddy about the fact that I'm <laughs> spending International Women's Day on a podcast with like one of my best friends ever. Mm-hmm. And outside of the friendship aspect, just a woman that I greatly, well, I have so much respect for and admiration for and, you know, is a... A you and I's relationship is a real testament to what can happen with women when we dissolve the stuff that we're talking about right now. So I am very excited to be here with you. And this is a mm-hmm. juicy topic to talk about when I'm excited to explore. It sure. is. It is. And I think just to kind of like caveat that, you know, these first five episodes, you know, are the launch episodes. And I think this topic, I mean, the amount of time we have won't cut it, but I just feel like these are the things, like if we're going to really do some good work in the world, it's really bringing this stuff out and doing the yeah. work. So the topic of kind of conversation today is envy um, and feeling envy toward, well, other people, other women and how this kind mm-hmm. of shows up. So obviously professionally, I'm sure that this has come up a lot for you with your clients and then obviously personally, because I think like you said sure. before we started, we all sure. experience these feelings. So yeah. just talk to me a little bit about that. You have the floor. So kind of ex- expanding like envy, jealousy, mm. comparison, um, yes. competition. Mm. That occurs between males and females as well, right? But I particularly witness it in the arena of women, right? So I've probably been in women's work for like over 20 years. So there's been like a, a, a great wealth of observation within that. And there's two ways to speak to it. There's the way to speak to it is it as as myself, as a woman that still deals with all of that, and you know, as somebody that's observed women just in general, that there is a great deal of shame and guilt around owning our feelings of envy, of jealousy, of of comparing. Right? Often we talk about it like a you know a kind of imposter syndrome. You know, it can it can come up you know around that as well. There's an awful lot of shame and guilt around what are human, just human emotions, right? And and I am such a ambassador of us owning the shit out of our humanity as women, you know, um, as humans, like it is extremely important and they are emotions, they are, um, and it's natural. And I think that the first 
thing to do when we are having those those feelings or those experiences of looking at another woman and, and, and whatever that triggers in us is in admitting it, saying it out loud, right? Because the minute that we say it out loud, it has no power over us anymore, right? Because the minute that we will, we risk the vulnerability to say, man, mm. you know, there are moments when I feel not enough. Mm. For you and I, one of the most transformational things about our relationship as friends and as people, as women that work within the, the um, arena of women's work is you know, the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago where you had posted something on there and there were two things for me. There was a groundswell, like a heart swell of like, oh, just pride in you and wanting to celebrate you and wanting to acknowledge you. And then there was, well, in comparison to that, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Should I be doing that? You know, there was that. And for me to be able to say that to you, because you're a woman that is vast in the way that you can just hold people's sharing and not make it about you. You knew that that was not about you. You knew that that was that experience that I was having for myself. But what was really, really important about that was that I had the space to be able to say, oh, that came up for me. And wasn't mm. that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Mm. What is that teaching me? Mm. And any emotion that we have that comes up, if we will be with it, is teaching us something very, very powerful. It is a way show it like it is pointing us to something that we need to know about ourselves and I know that you know like a very funny personal example was there was another coach an incredible woman that was like in my ecosystem and and she was she's very like visible in her um and verbose in her um acknowledgement of herself and all the things that she does and I just witnessed this like ew like Ew, how much is she talking about herself? That that can't be like, what is that all about? Like there was a real judgment there around it. And when I looked, what was there for me was there was a desire for me to be more visible, for me mm -hmm. to be freer to acknowledge myself. Yes. But what really set that free for me was I went straight to that woman and said, by the way, thank you very <laughs> much. Because you and your bigness mm -hmm. has shown me a a desire that is hidden for me, right? Because under every complaint, there is a desire. Yeah. If we will just look under the surface of it. And I bought that woman's program mm -hmm. for the specific intention that I would be in that woman's ecosystem until I could authentically move past whatever was there for me. And I could be purely present to her without all of the stuff that was there for me being in the mm -hmm. way. Um, because you know me, if there's anything there, you know, I'm going to bulldoze yeah, yeah. through it, right? Like that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 that's how it is. But before we came on, you know, we were talking about the, the jealousy, the, 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 the envy, the competition, the comparing. It can either, if you're triggered, if, you know, if there is that there, there'll be two, two things. Well, it could be a multitude of different things, but two main things I can speak to. One is that there it's showing you a desire that you're not necessarily owning and stepping into. Or if you do the inner work around it, it could just be that you see something and you think that you should want it, right? You you think that you should want what that other woman is doing. But actually, when you do the inner work to see who you are uniquely as an as a as a as a sovereign, autonomous being, very often that thing that you feel envious of or jealous mm. of is not your thing anyway right yeah. like it's yeah. just not your thing anyway so it's really it's really interesting for me the minute that I say something out loud of course you risk the other person you know when I said that to you mm. my my little yeah, inner child that just wants mm. friends was like will that change her opinion of me yeah absolutely will she like me like will she judge me for that you know so there is a layer of vulnerability to move through when you admit those things to yourself yeah. and out there in the world right yeah absolutely and I think that I think there's two things isn't it there's the 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 letting go of the like I'm not going to freeze frame you as that like yeah but knowing yeah. that so you feeling safe in the container of our relationship yeah to know that I'm not going to do that and the only way that you can begin to learn 
and to let your system know that I won't do that is by doing it. So it's like a, it's a catch 22 because if we're, you know, we need to feel, we do need to feel safe. Our bodies do need to feel safe to be vulnerable. You know, I've really gone a bit 360 on this like vulnerability thing where it's like, you've got to be vulnerable in every single space and place. I'm like, well, actually no, because if I don't feel safe in that space, I'm not going to be vulnerable and that's okay. And that's not, I don't need to go in and like, it's like, that's fine. I don't need to feel like shame about that. That's me being authentic. Right. Yeah. But also then if you're in relationship, there does require a certain level of like, if I want to be intimate with you to allow you to see into me, I have to allow you to see into me. But I think sharing feelings of jealousy and envy, um, comparison, you know, all of that, it is such a, it's such a sticky contracting experience because we've Mm -hmm. been brought up witnessing other women and our peers being almost kind of like stigmatized if they, if they do, or, you know, it's it's better to be envy. It's better just to be silently envious and bitter Mm -hmm. than to say, Hey, I feel envy. But yeah. So I think I really love that. And I think that that, you know, this is how we, there is no shame in feeling envy. And like you said, it's either pointing you to something that is unfulfilled or you're not fulfilling that you truly desire or Mm -hmm. you're shooting on yourself. Oh, I should have that. And again, most likely you're shooting on yourself because you have no idea what it is that you actually want. Absolutely. So, and, and and therein lies the thing, right? Yeah. So so I suppose like for you, like like what do you, like for me, envy has been, yeah, envy is such an interesting one because it's such a, like, it's such a powerful feeling. It can be quite like, it really kind of gets you in the, in the belly a little bit, doesn't it? You know, it's well, like, oh, really just like I'm, you know, so so say, you know, when you experience that, that experience with that woman and you went into that container, if you don't, if you don't mind sharing, like what was it showing to you? So you said about wanting to kind of like, it was like, you felt that it was because I wanted to be bigger in the world or take up more space. Well, like, so I'm guessing you moved through the container and you came out the container and you achieved yeah. what you wanted. Yeah. So what, what was like, what did you, what was the inner work there? Because I think this is what people struggle with. They're like, oh, so you just have to like think more positively. It's like, no, no, there was some serious inner work that would have had to have gone on. I know we didn't have all day, but like a little, a little kind of just so people, it's like the work has to, you know, what did you need to do, I, I guess, to kind of begin that process I mean, when you were one in the, that space? I mean, one of the, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because mm. as human beings, we go into as human doings, which is how mm. we relate to ourselves much more than human beings, right? We're yes. human beings, but we relate to ourselves as human doings. Yes. So we we will go straight to, well, what do I need to do about that? Yes. What, like, what yeah. actions do I need to take in order for me mm. to move past that? Yeah, true, true. I am a powerful doer. Like, mm-hmm. in the world of doing, I'm, mm. I'm powerful. I'm powerful yeah. in the world of doing, right? Um, you get results in the in the in the in the world of doing. In in many ways, I am a well, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. So you yes. know, we're we're mm. powerful in the world. More tricky has been being with myself and okay. creating a safe home mm. to hold all that I am. Right. So yeah. so it was. It was like the moment-to-moment work of being in that container and feeling all the things. So there was, mm. yes, there was definitely the trigger around her being so visible mm. and me not being so visible. But then there was like, well, why am I not visible? Mm. And then I was able to root that back to earlier examples of my childhood where I had ventured into the bigness of myself and I had received a lot of pain in that, you know, it was um, being targeted for, you know, doesn't she love herself or who the hell does she think she is or, you know, all of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, the bigger part of it was that, you know, women's work for 20 years and then I had to come face to face with the fact that for a, a part, a good part of that, I had somehow decided that or had been informed through my experiences, right, my past experiences that, in order for me to get to another woman, for her to be vulnerable with me, for me to love her, for me to not be perceived as a threat, I needed to be less. Mm, mm-hmm. I needed to shrink, right? Mm-hmm. Like I needed to shrink. So it was layered. The amount mm. of stuff that came out when I was in her, 
in her program was, was layered, but it was the practice of it was in the moment to moment, the feelings that it brought up in my body and primarily just not making any of it wrong. Yeah. I think that yeah. was the biggest thing was just not making any of it wrong yeah. and almost just there was a visualization of, of childlike aspects of myself that in those moments didn't need my rejection didn't mm -hmm. need my disgust, didn't need my pushing away, didn't need really anything other than me just sitting quietly and witnessing. Yeah. And that is in the body. Mm -hmm. That is in the body yeah. work, right? And then in the witnessing of it, it dissolves and you get to know yourself fully because you can be, the. I want to really speak to the duality because there can be when I had that conversation with you in the same place at the same time was pride for, for you, celebration for you, acknowledgement for you, sisterhood with you, all of that. And there was envy and they were yeah. both there at the same time. And because we're multidimensional, because yeah. we are complicated, because we are a little bit messy, but we are really beautiful in that. So, you know, I think that I think that is the thing. One does not reduce the other. So you can have both of those things. Just because I might be envious doesn't mean that it's not true that I also celebrate you and yeah. love you. you know, those things yeah. can be there at the same time, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also interesting as well that sometimes what we, I mean, a couple of things, I'm like, oh, oh. the thing that you said about, you know, making yourself small in order to make another woman feel comfortable. Yeah. So, of course, you're then going to feel a little bit of envy or a little bit of just like, oh, so she gets to make herself big and people are still going to her. Yes. I'm making myself small. Why does she get to do that? And I don't. And uh -huh. it's like, obviously, like, again, it's nothing, you know, nothing to do with her and everything to do with you and the yeah. way that you've learned to yeah. survive your, you know, obviously the way that you needed to learn to survive and adapt. But I think, yeah, I think we, you know, many of us do that. You know, I know, you know, and I've similar struggles myself, like as a child, like, oh, you just think you're so great and you're so up yourself and yes. you think you know everything and you just do what you want and, oh, you're so lucky, you, you whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. So if I make myself small and if I be really accommodating, then people will love me. Yes. But actually, what are we saying then to those other women? Like we said this week, we had a voice note exchange. It was like, what are we actually saying when we're making ourselves small, working with other women saying, hey, you need to take up all the space in the world, but we're not. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, we need to lead by example. But it's hard because you do, you know, we do risk. Well, I suppose we say we do risk friendships and relationships ending, but we don't know that that we don't know how much of a benefit that has been to that person anyway. And then uh -huh. the other thing that you said about like, you know, feeling feeling pride towards somebody else or feeling really proud of somebody else. I think, I think there's and something that I've been working on with my coach is that also seeing that perhaps where you are, when you are feeling that in a way, maybe it's like somewhere in there because you're feeling envy. It's like, oh, I haven't, again, the not enough. I've not done mm -hmm. enough. And, yeah. and it's like, so it's like, if we can just see that we're all doing our own little things which yes. is you know but yeah it's 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 a really um do circle back to you know you know when you were saying around the vulnerability piece and just now you were like oh share the thing and you risk the friendship or whatever if I take the example of you and I for instance mm. because you know we're on this tool together so you know, may as well make it relevant to to mm. you know to that that dynamic when I shared with you in the first instance it is it is a, it is where I have committed to my own expansion and my own freedom first. So it's mm. like I am willing to take the risk mm -hmm. that our friendship doesn't survive that. Right, I, I can't control that. No, but the 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 biggest win for me is in the first instance was, instance was the freedom that I give myself when yes. I say to you, it is worse the risk. Now, yeah. I don't say that lightly no, because not. there has been many occasions where I have risked that and the, you know, the, the, the relationship was damaged by it, right? But I, for all the times that that happened, the, um, the ownership that I've taken of myself and, and the, 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 um, it's been worth it. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know, it is the It's like you get to a point, I think, and this is what I've noticed now. It's like it is more painful 
to not show up, you know, and I know this word authentically is shown, thrown, around, thrown around so much now, but it's like it's more painful to not be yourself. So for you to oh. self-abandon and not be true to yourself, which is your commitment to self-growth and expansion, because not everybody has the same level of commitment to it. And that's okay because everyone's mm-hmm. values are different. So that's fine. But yeah. when your level of commitment to your own self-mastery and self-growth is as big as yours, if you're not showing up in every single relationship and everything, every single space, like in in truth to that, it's going to get to a point, yeah, where it is. It's it's for you. It's it'll be more painful for you to not speak that truth in our friendship and our relationship uh-huh. because that would you then not be being true to yourself. So yeah. I totally know what you mean. It's like you don't say and, that and lightly, also, but it's worth the. It's you need to be true to yourself. But well, and also your tolerance level gets well for me. If I was, my tolerance level is getting lower and lower for bullshit. Yes. Like it, yeah. like it truly yeah. is. Like it's that yeah. I, I feel almost flippant about it. I'm like, you know, yeah. if I can't be expansive in my friendships. Oh yeah, it's yeah. But I'm that, fifty. If I yeah. can't get to be me, like if I can't mm. know, if I can't be that, all of that. Yeah. Because that's what I offer in friendship, right? Yeah. In, in relationship, just generally across the book with everything, then yeah, I'm not interested. Actually, you know, you know, is is the is the real is the real truth of it? Yeah. But it's interesting all this stuff around, you know, being in integrity, mm. um, you know, being jealous, like working out like what is there for us. All of that relies on a level of self-intimacy Yes, that we are conditioned out of. You know, mm-hmm. we'll have that intimacy within ourselves when we're children for the majority. You know, when you see children playing in the playground, mm-hmm. they might be playing kind of opposite another child, but they really are directly in relationship with themselves for, you yeah, know, yeah. quite a, a deal of it. And then the world kind of says, no, no, never mind inside there. Come out here. Mm. Come out here and be cued by the external world yes. around what we need you to fulfill and what we need you to be in order for you to fit into the, the generic idea of what it is to be a productive, valuable human being, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we sell that self-abandonment. We, we're taught to self-abandon right from the get-go. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so when it comes to kind of, oh, why is that triggering me? If you've not done any inner work, if you don't know who you uniquely are, then the, the alignment piece, the authentic piece doesn't mean fucking anything because no. authentic to what? In yeah, alignment absolutely. with what? Like, yeah. there's no, there's no context. Yeah. There's no, no context. Ab- absolutely. And, and I remember, so this must've been about, I must've been about five, no, six years ago. And I remember, you know, having a conversation with somebody about vulnerability, showing up on in a vulnerable way and being authentic. And I had no idea what that meant because at that point I had done zero internal investigation. I had no idea who I was, what I wanted. You know, yes, I had a certain level of, I think my, there was a certain level of awareness that's always been there, you know, but in terms of really showing up authentically, yeah, like, and, and actually knowing what that meant. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, it's like in order for me to be authentic, I actually have to know myself because if I don't yeah. know myself, then I actually can't make off- I can't make a choice. I can't do anything from a place of true choice. Yeah. So you're so and that's like and that's the thing, right? So it's like if you're feeling envy and it's like I'm envious because that person has something that I want or I think I want uh-huh. because I'm also maybe measuring. So it's interesting, right? So me writing a book, right? It's really interesting, right? So how many people have said to me, you must feel like that's so successful. You must feel, and I'm like, oh, this is so interesting because because I've done the work now. I'm like, actually, it's it's just writing a book. It's not like it is, but also it's it's not. But it's interesting because people have certain ideas around what dictates success. Do you know? Yeah. So so yeah. we think that we want something or to do something because that's going to mean something, but actually it doesn't because like you've been saying and and I, you know, we give all we give everything all the meaning it ever has. Yes. So so until you actually do the work and you're like, "Oh, it's not it's not that I want to do that. It's not that I want to write a book or it's not that I it's it's actually maybe something much deeper which is I want to do something where I really express my truth in myself, you know, yeah. in whatever Just way that looks like for you. Yeah. Or, or it's like with you, it's like, you know, how you were feeling with that woman. It's like, 
I just want to show up and be myself unapologetically in every single room and every single relationship without making myself small. That's what you really yes. wanted. It's something you yeah. necessarily wanted. It, you know, so it's, it is so, so how would you then like when you're say in a more of a, in your work, in the work that you do with women? Yeah. So how do you, re- like, how do we really start to, you know, and I know, and again, it's like, you know, when people say, oh, where did you start? And I'm like, oh, I don't actually know like where it started or how I started, but it's like, how can you, you know, how obviously, but it's like, just, is it just like sitting with the feelings? Is it, I mean, it's like, how do you get to that next layer? Cause even though I've done it, I'm like, I'm not really sure how I actually do it. <laughs> like, how do you actually do it? You know, you know, I think, I think that we, I think that one, and our egos don't like this, right? There's not actually that much for us to do. Like the no. willingness to open <laughs> and the yeah. willingness for us to want to explore yes. and that, that opens it all right and what mm-hmm. I have noticed is that you know for instance the authenticity piece never stops right like no. that's the thing you you know there's it keeps on going and it keeps yeah. on going and it keeps on going but you fall in love with mm. the experience of that right because I don't know yeah. about you but it, yes it can feel messy mm. you know we laugh about it you know you like for me I'm like oh yeah I was bought in on a really like gorgeous looking quote without realizing mm-hmm. I was moving into yeah. right? like a shiny yeah. quote like yeah, oh, yeah. you know yeah. like the wound mm-hmm. is the place where the light enters you know and I'm like so I was brought in on that and then you you're like oh wow okay yeah but you yeah. the level of aliveness and the level of the how do I explain it it's like you are in you are the sculptor of the clay of your life right yes. like I think Brady Brown talks about it like in the realms of like are you in the are you in the um you like are you actually in the you know like the roman Colosseums? yeah yeah she's standing on the outside observing your life or are you in and you you, yeah and you're gonna get kicked around so you're either yeah you're gonna get kicked around yeah are you the man is it you're the man in the arena or the one shouting in the it's like which one are you gonna be and it's like actually i want to be i want to be in the arena getting kicked around yeah a little bit I, i would i would not ever be an observer of my own life ever again for the feeling mm-hmm. of aliveness and like yes. I said the creatorship mm-hmm. that happens when you get in your life mm-hmm. you know when I'm working with women you know they, they do a lot of head work should I do this should I do that yeah and we get closer to the truth of our lives by the living of it yes so my advice will often be we'll get in there well, you yeah. know, but I need to do like a, I need to do like a risk assessment. No, you don't. You just need to get in there. And you need to collect the information. Yeah. Because we're so scared to live our lives and not get it all right. Right. And it yes. not be all buttoned up and contained. Right. Yeah. But actually the, the, the best way of knowing what you want is by experiencing what you don't want. Right. Like yeah, the contrast yeah. is the thing that shapes mm. the, the truth of your life. Right. So you mm-hmm. need to get in. But surfing back to the question you create a degree of safety in your body and then and you and then you get all of these breakthroughs right mm. and then because we we like to like i don't know about you but like we like to tick things off a list i did my inner child work tick mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hilarious because then as you become more empowered it's like your system senses oh she's she's good to yeah. to to now the next layer of yeah, there is ooh, right let's just go a little bit deeper yeah absolutely like absolutely a little bit deeper now right because mm. i sense she's a, a safe place to to mm-hmm. to show more and show more yeah. and show more and yes it can feel daunting mm. the intoxication of knowing yourself like truly mm-hmm. knowing yourself yes yes is like worth it all. And then all these emotions come up. All it is is information. And yeah. they can be the objectivity of like, what am I making that mean? And mm. how can I, how can this make me more free? Like whenever yeah. something comes up for me that triggers me greatly, I'm like, there's a real opportunity here to mine some gold and be more free and more free and more free and more free all the time, yeah. you know? Um, absolutely and that's the exhilarating thing but yeah. you you can't be numbed out for that we no. are we're a, we're a society that are numbed out mm-hmm. I feel pain drink yeah I feel grief take a tablet now you yeah. know I'm not going to war with any of those things by no, the way no, but they no. are things that we're encouraged to do when 
we are uncomfortable. But those uncomfortable feelings, the ones that are categorized as bad, whilst, you know, Mm -hmm. joy and all the other things are categorized Mm -hmm. good. You know, you're not, you're a proponent of like shadow work, right? So I know that this is your back. Like they are our most powerful way, sh- way showers. Mm-hmm. So guilt, jealousy, envy, amazing. Like what yeah. is underneath that? What yeah, is yeah. there for you? Yeah. Like what can Absolutely. that be the opportunity for? What can that transport you to? Like what is the truth mm-hmm. underneath all of that? Because mm-hmm. once you tell the shame to fuck off, because yeah. that's the other thing, we get a choice. We, we, we can hang that on ourselves or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, and I think as well, like shame and guilt has been such an interesting thing for me. The exploration into that over the last sort of six to eight months, especially, is if you're not aware, like, so again, it's like we we give everything the meaning it has. We yeah. are conditioned from a very young age to basically give away our consent to, t- to just to be productive and that means value. What? But then you don't realize that because of the rules that we place around what is good and what is bad, that obviously then we start to feel shame because we've done yeah. something that we presume is harmful to us or we do something that makes us feel guilty because we presume it's hurting the other person. And then when you realize that you're just oscillating between shame and guilt, every time you do something, you're yeah. never really making a decision. So it's actually when you go into, like like you said, envy, there is nothing, it's neutral, it's just an emo- it's just an emotion. It's just showing you something. Yes. Anger, guilt, sadness, all of it. But like you say, if we numb ourselves to those emotions, then we also numb ourselves to joy yeah. and yeah. you know bliss and you know all of those other emotions that we want to be feeling. And it's like, well, so I think like you know, an envy in particular, I think is an interesting one, and jealousy. I think for me, it's like, I feel, I think envy has come up for me in the past. It's, yeah, I want something that a person has or a thing or a feeling or whatever. Um, and then jealousy is like, oh no, something's going to be taken away from me. Yeah, that's a great You know, decision. it's like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like that, you know, but they, they, they kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time because often what you're envious about, you're like, oh, so that means that I can't be that. So now this is going to be taken away from me. Yeah. So now I feel jealous. So it's, but it is really interesting. And I think like you said, it's like, if you don't kind of, I think there's a lot of emphasis on, and we see this, don't we, in, in all of the different ways in the different um, spaces, but it's like, just think positive, you know, don't look at, don't oh, focus on that. Don't, don't focus no. on the negative because you'll make it bigger. It's yeah, like, no. Yeah. That's the it's, which is, attraction stuff. So yeah. like, I've got like a love hate thing with love, a law of attraction. Law of attraction was an incredible, was an incredible opener for me because it was the first time that I, it was the first time that anybody told me that you could, that I was not the victim of life, right? Like yeah, that yeah, I yeah. was both confronting, yeah, but also unbelievably empowering, right? Yeah. But it's left out this really massive chunk <laughs> and it's had people self abandoning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me just push it down. Let me just push yeah. it down because all of attraction says, like yeah. I attract like for like. So if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm negative, then I'm going to create negative circumstances. So I can't possibly I can't possibly you know be honest about the way that I'm feeling. And yeah. I, I mean it, it it is it's a huge bypass. It yeah. is a huge bypass. Well, it, it bypasses shadow work basically, and, it, and we we attract from our subconscious. So it doesn't matter how positive you are. If you have an opposing belief set up in your subconscious, then well, yeah. you know. So it's, I mean, that whole thing is interesting. So I just spent a year in, uh, it's called To Be Magnetic, and it's subconscious reprogramming with the, uh, essentially because we're always manifesting. And this is the other thing as well, isn't it? It's like, we're always manifesting yeah. all the time. It's not yeah. like a thing that you just start doing now. It's like, no. you're always doing it, but... You may as well do, do it intentionally versus by default. Yes. And do you want to get into the driver's seat of, do you want to be the architect of your life? Which is basically, this is the whole point. We do the shadow work. If you're, yeah. if you cleaned all that mold out from underneath the fridge, you're not going to attract more mold. And also you're going to be like, yeah, like I'm clearing and I'm... I know what's going on down there. I know what's in my shadow. Um, I've integrated my shadow. I know what I actually want. Well, yeah, because if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So if if you, if if those things are unknown to you, you can't do, you can't, you can't 
transform it. You can't transmute it. You can't no, because you can't absolutely. see it, right? Like that, yeah. you know, that that's the other thing. But also, there's also something around the shadow aspect, which is also shadowy though, because I feel like you can get, you can also get stuck in the identity mm. of oh, yeah, shadow yeah, yeah, yeah. work all your life. Like, yeah. That, yeah. that's another thing that I that I've noticed right like you can have the identity of I am yeah. gonna and then there is and then almost there's no balance there's no balance yeah. in that yeah. right so we can put ourselves into shadow work even when we can force ourselves into it do you yes. know do you know what yeah. I mean rather than go Some, with the flow of what is coming up yes yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's where like so for me it's like it's now it's like there's a level of like going in seeing the shadow reclaiming and now it's just a case of like okay when a trigger comes up it's like okay that's showing me about something about myself but it doesn't have to be a big deal but I think there is a certain part of the processes in there that you kind of have to go through but I think it's like everything is no it's like I think because we're all kind of becoming so aware of ourselves now I think yeah it'd be interesting to see kind of like I mean, yeah, humans in 100 or 150 years' time. Well, who knows? Yeah. But, um, no, but I, I think, don't know that I'm coming back as a human for the next one. I'm voting <laughs> no, somewhere else. No, not this planet anyway. Um, <laughs> so I feel like what would be a great little kind of just to kind of round up our conversation is um, so obviously, as we said, you know, envy, jealousy, guilt, you know, and obviously shame in and of itself can be telling us something very important. But in particular, envy, it's really this piece of, I'm feeling envious toward that person because I'm thinking that they have something that I don't already have or that or I that can't I have for myself. Yeah, yeah. Or that I can't have for myself or that I'm not worthy of or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that's the work that you do. A lot of the work that you do is helping women to see that they can have what they want. And I feel like now's a little, a good little time to talk about, you know, perhaps what we're going to be doing together. Yeah, because it's exciting, right? Because it's exciting. Super exciting. Um, super exciting. So in, in particular, so so one of the parts, so so Cora and I are going to be launching a like a retreat day. So it's the, the Soul Map Retreat. So it's all about, so in particular, from, from the perspective of the work that Cora does, one of the things that she does to really anchor her clients into themselves is unearthing their core desired feelings or how they yeah. want to feel is that right so well so 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 what we should want mm-hmm. is so conditioned yes if we go into who should i be mm. what should i do what should i have that's often so hijacked mm-hmm. we don't really truly know what's the truth but closer to it is our feelings yes so a first place that where our leader woman is look Never mind what you want to do, who you want to be, what you want to have. Never mind any of that. Let's be much more local. How do you want to feel? Yeah. How do you want to feel in your life? Like, what does mm-hmm. that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Not like, where do you want to be in the next couple of weeks, but in your mm-hmm. day-to-day life, when you get up in the morning, how do you want to feel? As you move through your day, how do you want to feel? As you go to bed at night, how do you want to feel? Like, And what has you feel in those ways? And so, you know, that I've cultivated over a long period of time, a huge body of work that 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 specifically leads a woman back to herself, right? The truth of who she is. It has her um, learn how to take off all of the conditioning, all of the societal expectation, all of the narrative, all of the all of the perspectives that she's had about herself and her life, and return back to uh, you know fundamentally the untethered, untouched version of who she is, so that she truly knows her center and that she's able to navigate the world from that place, right? And what makes it so exciting about doing the work with you is because in a very different entry point and in a different way with a completely different set of skills, you are also leading a woman back to who she really truly is. And it and it and and between us giving people very practical tools mm-hmm. to be able to put together a manual for who they are, like a driver manual. So I think it was yeah. like um I think it was Ram Das that talked about, you know, we get given these incredible suits, these amazing suits, and yet no user manual for it, right? And and the user manual is very different from one person to another. And when we yes. know what that user manual is, there is self-mastery and we can navigate ourselves from that place. And so, um, yeah, 
do you want to talk about your work a little bit? Because mm. oh, I'm just like, I'm just like listening to you. Like, yeah. So, um, so from my perspective, so my skill set is, um, I'll be coming at it from a human design perspective. So, um, just helping this woman to understand their kind of energetic blueprint, and then also overlaying that with the menstrual cycle because we have this, you know, internal compass, this sort of in these internal archetypes who you know are coming to to share their wisdom with us, you know, throughout the course of the month. And then on top of that, we have our intuition. Um, and obviously that's different depending on your human design. So, you know, combined with, you know, what Cora is going to be doing, we kind of just have these beautiful tools that we can kind of like overlay. And then it's like, oh, this is what I, this is how I want to feel. This is how my intuition speaks to me. Oh, and when I'm feeling that during my bleed, that's, that's truth. That's truth. So what am I, and then, you know, so it's just, I think like what we're doing here is just pulling together as many, well, the tools that we feel obviously are really super practical and super, um, what's the word? Integrative, integrative, Um, because that's the thing, right? Because you can intellectualize and know all the things, but if you're not actually implementing, nothing actually changes. Exactly. I think one of the biggest things that I notice is that you can have, and if I I, if I could switch, if I could turn the computer, I would do and show you the bookcase of <laughs> self development, self growth. Yes, like mm-hmm. self development home. Like I've yeah. got like yeah. ten million books, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I get women to me that come to me and they know all the things, right? They mm-hmm. they've got so much knowledge on the thing, mm. knowledge on the thing, concept on the thing. That alone is not the thing, and no. I think that often there comes a time. I don't know. I remember. I'm a, I think you're the same, like a rabid, like consumer of mm. like mm-hmm. self growth, self development. Who yeah. am I? It's like a, that's, I'm yeah. hungry. A I'm a hungry yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Is what I would describe yeah. as I'm a hungry woman. I love a hungry woman. I love mm-hmm. a hungry woman. But there comes a time when the consuming of material, external, listening to YouTube clips, podcasts, yeah. books, all of that, it becomes a avoidance tactic. Yes. Yes, and I remember absolutely. being in a meditation once and Source literally saying, put down everything. Mm-hmm. You are not to read another book. You're not to listen to another. You are to sit with me. And, you know, unlocking from that space was mm. what it really means to connect directly with Source because we use everything sometimes as a middleman. Everything's mm-hmm. a middleman. We like, we, we, we uh, piggyback off the back of somebody else's firsthand yeah. connection yeah. with Source. And at some point, We've got to learn what that is for ourselves. And there's no blueprint there for that. And like you, your relationship to source, yours love is very different to mine. How we connect into it daily is different. But the thing that we're going to be given a woman is an experience of herself, an intimate experience of herself and the beginnings of how she can be in the world. Yeah. In her authenticity, and I really want to say, the language sometimes. I know, I know, I know, I know. but <laughs> but at the same time, you know, obviously, I think sometimes because we, I guess it's we, but these words are still helpful because it still appeals to people who are, you know, still still there, and and that's okay too. But I think you know, you're so right. You know, again, all of these things my ability, you know, my, my, my set of skills, the knowledge that I hold, the information that I hold, the same for Cora, we're just holding a space for you to come in and learn. But again, ultimately it's always you. It's always you that has to do the work. And like Cora said, there comes a point like this is, so I, I've literally just ended my subscription to, to be, to be magnetic because I've done a year of being in there and I'm like, right now it's time for me to do this on my own. Yeah. And there's nothing, it doesn't, nothing bad wrong. That's the whole point. Like, you know, you don't stay with a coach forever. You don't stay with a person forever. Well, because that's codependency, right? Like at yeah, some point you, you know, give it over your power. You're saying, yeah. I can't get there unless you're yeah. there when the truth is, when we learn how to unlock it, we're already all of the answers. Are, we're this Pandora's box of the wisdom of the universe, right? But it's like we don't know that, and so yeah. we've got to just go gently in there, yes. you know, and be yeah. willing to just and being in communities of women that are yeah. also doing that Absolutely. work, placing Absolutely. yourself around people who are wanting to know what it's like to be 
interdependent versus codependent yeah and are honest mm-hmm. i keep saying like quality women you know when i that's one of my markers when i'm like i'm doing well in the world and i have a little look who i'm surrounded by and i'm like yes doing pretty yeah. well I'm doing, doing well. Pretty well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing amazing well we'll uh we'll probably have to kind of bring it to a close but i will put details about the soul map retreat in the show notes and i know that cora will be back 100 because we have got so much to dive into and i'm just truly grateful like you know just going back to like obviously yeah like you know obviously you are one well you are one of my best bestest friends and and I say that like it's like what it's what it means to have someone that you can really show up and start to really reveal the deeper layers of yourself, you know, that in itself is truly healing. And I think that's also a space for healing and a space for learning. So, you yeah, know, for listening listen, to this. And listen mm. for sure, there will be the love. And I'm sure at some point as you continue to rise into all that you are, there will be those moments of those little pangs of envy, those little pangs of jealousy. And it's all good. It's it's yeah. all it's all good. You know, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Cora. Just thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you are. And again, I'll put links to Cora and you can get in touch with her and immerse yourself with all of her just beautiful, lush. Bask and swimming. Bask and swimming me. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the other side of the Hidden Voice podcast, and we want to thank you deeply. As some of you may know, I've birthed my first book this year, Spiral. It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.